The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. The show. Welcome to Legit Beth. I can't get a good intro. Right. It's fine. You're Whatever. like, oh hi. Oh, I mean, welcome to the show. Yeah, if you're gonna, if you've listened this far, I mean, whatever. yeah, our Who intros cares? are never stellar. But, but I'm okay. Joe. Jen's over there. I'm Jen. Jen's hey. over there. Uh, we were gonna try to live stream the show, and I don't even want to talk about my technical difficulties anymore <laughs> and bore everybody to death. We'll just get right into <laughs> it. But we had Bootsy Greenwood, aka Owen Hunt, on today, and go check his stuff out. He's on YouTube. Uh, he talks about it in the show, so you can fucking listen for yourself. Uh, anything else? There's something I have to plug, I think. Upcoming show, upcoming event. Uh, we're going to be on Truezilla tomorrow. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be live streamed or not, but we're going to be going on a Rock Rockfin exclusive with them tomorrow night. Uh, Is that at on, 8? Yeah, at 8 o'clock. Uh, if you're not on Rockfin yet, R-O-K-F-I-N.com. Go there and uh, get all of our shitty streams. And But there's a bunch of other people that are worth the money, actually, on there. So go, yeah, check that. What? And just to itemize just... us really quick, <laughs> R-O-K-F-I-N.com slash LegitBat for a direct link to our page. Um, there are premium as well as some free videos on there. Go check us out. Follow us. Hit the subscribe button. Or you can hit the Patreon. I haven't been focusing on Patreon as much, but there are extended episodes, bonus episodes, other fun stuff we do on there. So check that out. Patreon.com slash LegitBatPodcast. Oh, I'm getting so good at this. Anyway, we'll get into the show. there's a bunch of free audio on any major listening platform. Go give us a look. Well, yeah, they know that because they're listening right now. And enjoy the episode (laughs) in all of its glory. Bye. Bye. have Mr. Owen Hunt, a.k.a. Bootsy Greenwood, in here today. He's going to talk about a, a little project. He has uh, a course, he said. It's called Finding Purpose. Uh, we'll start out, though, with uh, just a little info about you and who you are and what you do and how you got involved in this crazy group of people that we all are involved in. <laughs> I guess that was uh, just a conversation with Mark Steves, and then I was uh, that, that the rest of that is just uh, meeting everybody, I guess. Um, but yeah, I'm really happy to be here. Um, we, I guess we kind of, we kind of met on a zoom call sort of thing, or that was like a bigger podcast. It was a Truthzilla podcast. Yeah. yeah, yeah, The Truthzilla anniversary show, I think. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And they are great. I really like. Oh, they're awesome. 
and I love what Mark has been trying to cultivate just community wise, you know, um, I have like a big, I love that. I think that's great. I I love that people are connecting. That's been like the most positive thing to me that's happened since last year. Oh yeah. Um, you know, that people really have like started to form communities. I, I saw G Edward Griffin on union of the unwanted. Um, I want to say it was like just about a year ago and he was like, like happy and excited. He was like, I'm so glad. He was like, I never thought I would actually get to see this happen in my lifetime. He's like, it's, it's amazing. He's like, this is just the catalyst we need to begin to do our own thing, like to create our own systems yeah. and to start working outside of the system. Yeah. Have you met a bunch of, bunch of crazy people besides, I mean, us, you know, podcast people. <laughs> I, we, we had to meet Tommy Chong, dude. We had Tommy Chong on our show. Like it's been a weird year to of meeting awesome people. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. fucking rad, man. You had Tommy Chong. That's epic <laughs> to have Tommy Chong on your podcast. I, I've been fortunate enough. Like I went to the Red Pill Expo and then I went to Pork Fest. So I've been fortunate to meet some people in real life uh, too, oh, just nice. even just recently. Uh, and that's been incredible, you know, and get to see some people speak who are really powerful, like um, Dr. Shiva Ayudurai. Oh, yeah. Uh, he, he spoke at the Red Pill talking about systems theory, talking about, you know, having a a more, being more observant, like really sharing like spiritual principles from a scientific, you know, uh, critically thinking mindset, you know, what he had to say was awesome. And, uh, you know, I've got to be around people that I used to really just look up to, you know, I got to be on uh, meet Sam Tripoli and be on that zero podcast, you know, so it's been uh, really cool uh, getting to know everybody here in the alt media united sort of sphere and it seems like it's growing pretty quick too oh yeah well, i do think you, i think you people have a... got sick of the media the alt media was all anybody wanted to do after 2020 they it, it, we've said it a million times 2020 broke through all the barriers for people for a large majority of people to say oh we're getting lied to where can i find real information and that's when everybody started you know it, podcasting blew up exponentially last year yeah yeah man it's uh it's good i'm glad people are asking these questions you know i've been thinking about this shit for a long time uh and i guess i'm fortunate maybe for that i don't know maybe i'm maybe i'm not but you know it's it's put me in a position to really uh, sift through a lot of information a lot of theories a lot of ideas um a lot of people's projections uh you know, and, and just kind of see and, and take stock of, of, of all these different, you know, ideas and beliefs about what reality is and what's happening right now. And, and kind of like sift a, a lot of things out that I feel like are unnecessary or maybe just aren't practical, right? Uh, and then like focus on what, what are the things that, that, you know, are usable that we can implement, uh, that we can, like G. Edward Griffin said, begin to like build our own communities um, and what are the powerful techniques uh, and tools that we can use uh, regarding that? So that's what I've been trying to focus on, at least for the past couple of years. Uh, and then I've just been kind of on <laughs> YouTube <clears throat> being like, hey, this is a pendulum here, you know, like <laughs> wink, wink, you know, like talking about uh, the way that society is happening around us in a way that's hopefully mythical enough to where people can still understand it, but I'm not directly, you know, violating the algorithm. You know? right. yeah. yeah, you won't get banned, but people still <clears throat> will laugh and get the point. 
Yeah, it's been one of the most difficult things. Yeah, I want to try to reach new people. I mean, that's that's always been important to me. Like, I'm not trying to smash them over the head with an ideology (laughs) or belief system. Oh, we are. I just. (laughs) Yeah, sorry. No. Glitchy a little bit. (laughs) Oh, really? Again? Is there a delay? Maybe. I think we're good. But I would just, yeah, I'm just saying like, uh, just trying to reach people and hopefully inspire, you know, like, and think about how we can work together to improve our situation. Cause I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot of positive things that are coming as a result of such a incredibly devastating catalyst. Oh yeah. (laughs) I was going to ask that. So you have a YouTube channel. Do you have any other plugs you want to get out before we uh, get going with our talk and just get it out of the way at the beginning? I mean, I am, uh, I'm addicted to Instagram a little bit, so uh, <laughs> you can follow me there. Hell. And then, yeah, YouTube is probably where I have the majority of, uh, of a following, so you can check me out there. But it, I'm Bootsy Greenwald on every platform. Uh, that's my stripper name. It just <laughs> became uh, easier because my name is Owen Hunt, and uh, that is a TV character name from Grey's Anatomy. So I had to go through and decide, hey, you know, how can I save some money on SEO or just like bone down with and become a crypto millionaire? It was one or the other. Yeah. And uh, I just went with the whole, you know, pin name thing because um, it was just easier to find. So you guys can find me anywhere under that moniker. And uh, yeah, YouTube, really Instagram. I'm not on I'm on all the alternative platforms, too. Thanks to Content Safe, uh, like all my sh- shit is uploaded all over the place so nice. um, yeah check out i have way too many like a lot of videos i talk a lot about manifestation and creation which <clears throat> i, I kind of throw up a little and taste stomach acid when i say the word <laughs> manifestation um but uh it's technically accurate i'm trying to come to terms with it and just accept it you know <laughs> um but i just think that there's uh, a lot of spiritual teachers out there who i don't know i don't know if they I don't know if they're nescient or if they're ignorant, uh, some of them, but I consider myself to be a blue collar mystic. So I really want to help people uh, digest information, understand uh, the simplicity of metaphysics as simple and as complicated as it is. I'm from West Georgia. So, you know, I grew up around a lot of meth. So um, I think that's part of why I want to try to just simplify things and find people who, um, maybe wouldn't otherwise be exposed to these types of ideas, you know, existential ideas, philosophical, deep ideas. But I think they're like really rooted in us as individual people, whether you're like a deep thinker or not, like a lot of these truths are just self-evident. They're, um, they're innate, you know, like we each have genius. We each, you know, serve a purpose. You know, that's one thing I think that I guess like uh, the, the, the flat earth community is like really run with, I got in trouble for having this uh, map behind me on a podcast not too long ago. Uh, the comment section just blew up because I had a, I was a, I was a round earth shill. Oh um, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So, uh, so, you know, I'm going to get the map framed, stick it back up there we should be good. And uh, <laughs> that way well, it's flat. <laughs> but uh, I was, I was going to ask you when you were mentioning uh, being able to meet and hear a lot of, uh, you know, great and powerful speakers and and stuff like that. It it made me wonder, is that kind of, uh, 
not the angle. I don't want to use that term. That's kind of a shitty word to use, but uh, is that kind of like where your direction is headed is more of the spiritual parts of all of these things that maybe people don't ask about and maybe people don't even know how to ask about? Is that the kind of the driving force behind the content? Um, so it's interesting. I have kind of a long uh, story with it. When I Go. First, first got started, <laughs> I first got started and I was doing, um, you know, like a libertarian podcast or whatever years ago. And that never really went anywhere. Then, um, you know, I was really depressed. Actually, when people asked me how I came to, you know, the information or whatever. It was through depression and frustration, not understanding who I was or what this was or any of that. Um, and then I got smacked in the face with, you know, conspiracy theories in 2012, you know, and just hit it and just ate the black pill hard. And, <laughs> you know, it just went straight down into my dad's basement, literally and figuratively. And so after like a year or so of that, and just being literally toxically sick emotionally, energetically, uh, I had to do something. So I started reading uh, any self-help books that I could get. I would find a lot of the, my favorites are like James Allen as a man thinketh or uh, uh, Emerson's self-reliance was my book for like the longest time. And, you know, after a while I kind of crawled out and then um, started trying to do different things, became an entrepreneur uh, and started learning different skills uh, in film and things like that. Uh, so I kind of like became myself again. It like took me a while to, uh, to come out of that. But uh, after a little while, I, I also, discovered this other book so it's like reading like Ayn Rand and the Kabbalion you know for instance and I'm just like if you could just take these two books and synthesize them together that would be the perfect and then I found this book called Reality Transurfing and that's what it did so when I read that book I was blown away I was like holy shit this is the holy grail and uh and and now I still love that book um I, it's amazing what a great roadmap it is I also discovered uh a guy named Robert Anton Wilson, who wrote a book called uh, Prometheus Rising that was really influential as well. And uh, so I just started mapping out what these people were talking about. I read as many books as I could. And then I uh, just started like synthesizing the information and connecting the dots and presenting it in a way that's like hopefully a little bit lighthearted, you know, like bringing some levity to the depth of the mysteries of the universe or whatever. Yeah. Talking about trans surfing and, and that, uh, I was going to ask you about that. What's, what's up with that? Cause Nick Hinton talks about that. I think the trans surfing thing. It's a badass book. So I created the uh, audio book for that. And uh, there's like kind of a long story. I started working with that group and it didn't work out. Uh, it's another story, but, um, but I created the, the audiobook for reality transurfing when i found it i was like this is it like i said you know this was the book i was like it really resolved individuality and being part of you know a collective or a collaborative or whatever you know a lot of people i think are, are triggered by the word collective um but just as far as like being a spiritual individual an expression of of the divine of god you know like having this uh, specific and unique goal. And really, he doesn't really drop the God bomb. That's more like the transcendentalist, but he's more scientific <laughs> in his writing and really talking a lot about, you know, having, he, he, he says like your soul uh, comes into the world for a toy. And so talking a lot about heart and mind and resolving those two things, um, that's really what a lot of that emphasis is. And recently I've been studying myth 
And so in myth, there's like the myth of the golden ball or your genius, uh, your complete self. Um, and uh, it's like every single one of us has, you know, genius. Uh, it involves seeing like a unique perspective on life. It's like really just being who you are, you know, at a fundamental level. And that's what that book is about too. Transurfing is really about becoming your most authentic self and learning to choose, right? So he doesn't use the word manifest either. He uses the word choose uh, because from the quantum at angle, there's infinite options to choose from in the dream space or the mental space. And those two things are the same thing, which that blew my mind. I should have figured that out years before that book, but I was like, holy shit. So like the Akashic records or whatever, all that's contained in this infinite store archive in the quantum realm. So everything, because infinity exists, everything already exists. We just choose it into reality. Nice. Uh, and a really groundbreaking idea in that book too <clears throat> is called pendulums. And I've been recently getting in one of my more woo friends uh, into the Ascension Glossary. I don't know if you all are familiar with the Ascension Glossary, but nope. no, uh, no, I don't think so. Please tell. Yeah, it's pretty far out. Uh, it's it's uh, it, it has a lot to do with just some deeper mysteries about what's going on. But the idea uh, of pendulums uh, specifically is that there are energetic informational structures or entities. Uh, that, and I think I was listening to a podcast of y'all's uh, with someone where you were kind of talking about this. You had mentioned, you know, people just kind of being, um, you know, kind of robotic, you know, kind of being like, like they're almost like tuned into a certain frequency. And with the idea of pendulums, I think that the basic idea would be that if we all together started talking about a certain thing, it could be anything. We could create a sports team or a religion or a political group, whatever, whatever that is, is going to have its energetic equivalent. And we're going to create that in that other like sort of space. So that's like a collaborative energy and people can hook right into that. <laughs> it's kind of funny how that whole thing sort of works. Right. And then basically what winds up happening is we do begin to identify with pendulums. We, we begin to identify with a sports team or an idea about what life should be or uh, you know, join the Libertarian Party, no offense to the Libertarian Party, but you know what I'm saying? Like we give ourselves our own identity over to something else that's not really who we are, right? If it's that, I use the Mormon example, a lot of feel bad. I'm not trying to pick on Mormons either, you know, but it's like, it's not his idea to put on a white shirt with no sleeves and a, and a tie and a placard and bike around to tell you <laughs> about Joseph Smith, you know? <clears throat> and his magical his plates. original thought. So understanding that, you know, there are energies, however that works, he likens it to like uh, schools of fish as well and flocks of birds and things like that that don't really have a natural leader, but there's like a group mind that you can absolutely observe. Um, hive mind. Yeah, like a hive mind type of thing. So pendulums are part of that. Uh, and then getting into the Ascension Glossary, that's not something I, I'm just starting to like look into that. I've, I've seen like some of Glossier, it's, it's really far out. Um, but it's talking about like that those pendulums might be like alien, like that AI is not necessarily artificial intelligence, but it could be like some AI alien tech. I don't know. But I do notice and I do see, and he uses the word scripts and transurfing that like each of these like pendulums would provoke you and you would fall into the script. It's kind of like getting into a fight. It's like, I push you on your shoulder. You push me on my shoulder. I double hand shove you. You know, there's a script. There's a thing that's supposed to happen next. And it's sort of embedded in us. And when we get swept up in these energies, we start like, 
we start acting and we're not even aware that we're even acting. It's like people who do like a terrible thing sometime will be like, I don't know. I just got so angry. I blacked out. You know, I don't even know what happened. You know, they're just swept away. They're like overtaken by some energy, you know? Yeah. Well, so, that happens on a micro level too. It ends up being uh, it, it's sociologically and um, culturally, there are certain ways that people go about things all over the world that that's just what you do. Right. Yeah. So he said the, the pendulum rule is do as I do, do as I do. So anything, and then beyond that, you know, breaking through that, breaking through that, I guess if like, if the matrix is a thing, right? Like it's made of pendulums. Like that's the kind of the idea, right? Like there are these, you know, things that are just like a network of sort of things that are just harvesting energy up there. Maybe it's the archons or whatever, or yeah. like, uh, egregores. Um, I can totally visualize this right now. Like your goal yeah. is to like dodge the pendulums, like somehow do something to not let it touch you or get you. Like uh, I, that's what I'm seeing in my I, head I right the, now. Like a medieval gauntlet. The yeah, egregore like idea. Old, old black and white cartoons where they're like running across the logs yeah. and there's just the, 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 the <laughs> like a video game where you have to just be like, Oh, stop. Hold on. All right. Now go quick. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the egregore idea is interesting. We, I think we talked about that with Lindsay Sharman of uh, Rogueways, because uh, I was kind of likening Jesus to an egregore. Like he's, it's a massive, you know, worldwide thought form. Whether it, whether he's real or not, it doesn't really matter. Because we were talking right. about how calling on Jesus like seems to stop aliens and demons and all that shit, but it could just be the power of that, you know, worldwide thought form. It's so powerful now that it doesn't really matter. It's just it works because it's it is what it is. Well, and like like Lindsay said, yeah, man, Jesus is rad. He's the yeah. best ally ever. Cool motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. I got no, I got no problems with him. Absolutely, but yeah, I think that's kind of how it works. Like, and so in the trans, and so in the Hermetic model, like we would go through and put on robes and like, I don't know, touch ourselves, and I don't know <laughs> what would happen after that. Like, easy conjure some fucking weird, squeaky like thing from the abyss. But he's saying we don't even have to go through all the, you know, noise, you know, it's just about choosing. It's just about giving attention to that thing. It's like you said, like, Jesus might not be real, but he's energetically fucking real, you know, what right. I'm saying? like Mickey Mouse is real, you know, in everyone's <laughs> mind. They know exactly who that character is worldwide. So, yeah, yeah, dude, he's almost as big as Coca-Cola. So he's like, almost as big as Jesus. I was going to say he might be bigger than Jesus. He might be. <laughs> Might be, but yeah, I mean, like, absolutely, that just that energetic equivalent, it's always on the other side of the mirror, right? Like, this is this physical, you know, world that we live in. It's really the shadow on the wall. And so, I think a lot of people, I want to empower and encourage people who are like truthers to, you know, to, to take some action to put something out into the universe that they do have a reason to be here, something to be doing. Um, cause I was so overwhelmed and like depressed when I first like learned about all this stuff that I, I was just crippled in fear, feeling like a victim. And I feel like it was just these energies that lie and trick us, right? Like that black pill philosophy. I'm, was, I'm the biggest white pill yep. philosophy. Like I'm all for that. Like I know well, we're going to die. At I the was end. just about to say that it's funny because that almost nihilistic uh, black pill that people get sucked into because it's easy. It's the same thing as going through the motions in a positive manner because it's easy. It's the idea of not releasing your mind to the reality around you because it could be scary, because you may not understand it. But the problem with nihilistic thinking is that you very, very quickly 
tie hand in hand with victimhood. It's easy once you get in that place to immediately keep yourself in your comfort zone of nihilism or black pilled state by blaming everything else for why you're there. And then pretty soon that's your bubble. That's your armor. That's your tank. That's how you sit there. And anybody that comes against you, you just fire back at him because you like that little zone where you hate yourself and you hate everything around you. And that's just how you're going to stay. My idea of the black pill though, is more of a, it's kind of what we talk about anyway. Cause it's like, everything is so fucked like on every dimensional <laughs> level you can think of and nobody would disagree with you on that but th no. i think the black pill comes in when you're like we can't do anything like we can't even fucking do anything yeah, about i think it. it's less about being a victim the black pill is more of like i don't care like you're not like sad about it you you're not worried about it long you're not you're like, like oh it. poor me you're not poor anything you're just like you're just an emo kid don't care that's, no that's exactly what i said yeah, I the black pill is like, like the emo pill yeah it's like whatever <laughs> man nothing mine. matters no, but no, it's not like <laughs> i meant that they can tie hand in hand from being one into slipping into the other oh Those yeah are, oh yeah you two could separate things i didn't mean that they are the same victimhood and, and nihilistic black pill i'm talking about it's very easy once you accept the one to slip into the other. Oh yeah, it's the the slow, set, steady slip into nihilism that you know <laughs> you get sucked into. I fucking get sucked into it every once in a while. If I yeah, if same. I'm listening to too many shows or podcasts or listening to too much bullshit, especially political, <laughs> I just get in a state where I'm like, this is fucking stupid. I hate yep. this. Like I hate everyone. People suck. Everybody sucks. Yeah. And then I, I listen to metal listening. and I feel better. I stopped listening to political <laughs> podcasts for the last couple weeks because I was very like black pilled where I was like, man, who cares? Like not even in a bad or sad way. I just was like, I'm going to listen to music and just live my fucking life because the world might blow up tomorrow and I just want to live my life and be happy. Yeah, I almost hope the so, world does blow up tomorrow. It wasn't really black pilled yeah. in, a, in a negative way. It was just more like, I don't want to listen to this dumb bullshit because it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. Again, <laughs> I agree with Corey Hughes. Where's that fucking meteor, man? Yeah, bring on the meteor shower. Bring, bring on the meteor. I want to watch. No, like, I don't want that. I want to. I'll, I'll watch as long as I'm standing. You know, I mean, I'll probably get hit by one, but that would be awesome. No, Joe oh, always yeah, says if if Let something it. negative's coming our way, I'm like, okay, we need to have a plan. We need to like head for the mountains. Like we might be safe if there's a wave. And Joe's like, we'll never make it. I'm like, well, are you fucking? <laughs> Hell no! Like we're gonna pack the car. I'm taking the kids. Like I'm running. If you want to stay and be like cool a giant wave that's gonna kill me that's oh, fine i'm just gonna smoke a dude i'm gonna I'm, run i'm right exactly at that level where like if i see something coming at me that i know i'm like this is a perfect example is back in the day fighting i knew i was gonna lose i wasn't gonna walk away from it though so it was one of those like ah let's see how bad this hurts like whenever something bad is coming at me i i'm more of this kind of like just stand there and go i kind of want to know how bad this is gonna hurt before it's over I hell no away. I might die. I'm not sure yet. <laughs> I have a strong urge to survive, so I think I would run away and try to survive. Climb to the tallest Fair tree. Enough. I've never, I haven't climbed a tree in 20 years, but I will do it to survive. I don't care. That's well, I mean, I'll try to survive. I'm not, I'm not suicidal <laughs> yeah, about it, but I just, I just know it's coming for me anyway. Some at some point, you know, whenever my <laughs> number's called, that's when it's fucking called, and I'll be no like, way. Right, I'm gonna peace. live to be 500. I tell myself that every day because the power of the mind. So <laughs> I'm gonna try to live to be 500. Why would you want to be 500? That I want to be 500 suck. and look super young. Have you seen an 80 year old? Yeah. Can you imagine a 500 year old? Yeah, like, but it isn't. It is okay. not cool to be 85. <laughs> I've seen them. Defense. <laughs> she might make it to 500 and still look that good. Still be, still be flipping everybody off. I made it, you fucks. <laughs> I'll look like I'm 85, but I'm like, I'm 500. <laughs>
Anyway, and we get on tangents. My mind will destroy you. <laughs> we get on tangents, <laughs> man. Sorry, we cane. just get going, and Sorry. all of a sudden we can't stop. But uh, <laughs> it's that pendulum, we got swept up. <laughs> Hi, we're family. <laughs> yeah. Tell me more yeah. about your. Uh, tell me more about your project, though. Is that is that your YouTube stuff? The Finding Purpose. You said it's about yeah, finding purpose. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I put a uh, like a course together to try to help people because I had like a lot of struggles with that. Like I wanted, to, I had to know. I'm like, what is my purpose? Uh, and uh, yeah, it was a lot of tug of war. It was dramatic. I'm clearly a, a Spanish woman in a lumberjack's body. Uh, so yeah. it oh, was one no. of those. It was very Shakespearean, you know. Uh, but uh, through that whole process, I feel like I've uh, learned a lot. And through all the books, you know, that I've read. I feel like I've learned a lot. So I do coaching. I do like one-on-one stuff with people. And I wanted to offer something that uh, for anybody uh, who couldn't afford to like work with me one-on-one or whatever, they could just, it's really approachable, just like a video course series on finding purpose, like finding like a purpose statement for your life that you can build on, that you can kind of attach to. So you can, it's not the same as like what you do. Like this is the fallacy that we have as our culture, you know, like, each one of us has like a, a genius uh, take. Like we each have something, I believe in my philosophy, uh, that we are uniquely uh, here for, to give, like a gift, uh, a talent that is unlike anybody else, that it will never be replicated. I agree. Every, every human being is, you know, a unique expression, like, like snowflakes, uh, <laughs> good guy. <laughs> uh, the good kind of snowflakes. Uh, each one <laughs> is very, you know, unique. And, and so that's kind of what um that's kind of what i I put together through the transcendentalist and transurfing and all these things transurfing he talks about your goal um emerson and self-reliance he he talks about doing your work i think these are all connected they're all part of like your essence and so like finding what that is and being connected to it even the greeks you know like getting into the myth stuff timit noske you know know thyself that's really what it's all about and i think all of that is really all tied together right like understanding who we are at a deep level i mean it changes everything and that's not our role in society it's not what we do it's like my purpose is never going to be i'm a podcaster you know what i'm saying that's just something that i do or like i'm a farmer you know i might be a farmer i might be a podcaster i might have several different roles that i fill in society but that's not who i am you know what i mean like i remember uh working in college I was in a kitchen, uh, this place called Locos, which wasn't a Chinese restaurant uh, or a Mexican restaurant. Uh, <laughs> or it was a, it was like a wing place. But I, I used to be like back there smacking it up on the paddles on the grill. And I would be getting yelled at by my boss and like a sandwich would like fly by my head because uh, he was literally that mad. And I would just look around look at back at him and be like, look, bro, I'm not a goddamn sandwich, you know. Like stop yelling Philly cheesesteak at me, you know, that's not my, that's not who I am. And so I, I I feel like, you know, we're taught in our society to be like, I'm a therapist, I'm a doctor, I'm a, you know what I mean? Like that's the role. That's your box. That's your role. Yeah. Yeah. You, that's who you are now. Like you're waiter number two in the credits and that's who all you are in your movie, you know? Um, But I don't, I don't believe that. I believe that we have uh, a specific you know, sort of reason for being through like Ikigai is like a Japanese philosophy. I, 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 um, I brought that into, I appropriated some Japanese philosophy into this shit too. Oh, uh, it's just stuff from all over the place. And so, but I, I believe that there's like an initial purpose and then outwardly there are like, you can build on it through layers. And I brought a bunch of people, um, 
into like my other into my course to talk about things that I didn't know about. You know, it's like, I thought this particular topic is important. I don't know. I'm not an expert on it. So let me bring Sunil Gansi in to talk about intuitionology. He has like a Ted talk on it. So he talks a lot about like hearing our intuition, the four different types, how to do that, you know, things like that. that are like really helpful tools um, that kind of add to the experience. So um, I just kind of like cultivated and, and curated a bunch of information and tried to shorten it into the, the, the shortest, most, uh, I don't know, uh, like presentation, convenient, uh, simple, <laughs> easily digestible, all these things, like, right? <laughs> just, you... just to synthesize it and bring it to people and give them some exercises and some tools to find out, you know, who they are at a deep level. Cause like my purpose statement, for instance, is uh, I'm, I'm here to bring people joy. And that's the first like layer, right? Like I'm, I'm pretty jolly, you know? Uh, and when I used to do like the libertarian podcast or like smash people on the head with my philosophy, cause I'm fucking right. God damn it. So listen to me. It, it didn't really go so well, you know? And so the same is true. For instance, if I am doing stand up comedy, if I come out there and I'm like trying to chop people down with a hatchet, it, usually the audience kind of pulls back a little bit, especially yeah. in, in today. Uh, days, times, and age, just going up there. Uh, looking the way that I do is almost enough for people to be standoffish. Um, you, you're <laughs> kind of a, I like it. You got kind of a Tom Segura look. And you, uh, oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. about to say, looking at you, I might just laugh. I, no. <laughs> oh, whatever. <laughs> Ben's just projecting because people laugh at him when they look at him. Do you have it's a... It's like, fine because I laugh at myself. Do you have like a meditation practice? Do you do a daily, like, uh, do you have any kind of like thing like that? Cause that seems to go hand in hand with all those shit you're into. Yeah, man. So I've definitely been around the spiritual community for a few years, you know, and, uh, and I, I do like yoga. I like meditation. I like those things. Um, what I do now is like just basically a short gratitude practice every morning and every night. And it's not really that long. Um, I've just noticed that the power of, Memory is really, really powerful. Like, I mean, there's just a lot we can do with just that. Uh, and a lot of the people that I really look up to, like I've done a lot of their meditations and they're great. Uh, but basically, you know, it's just about like cultivating uh, a feeling of like love, like unconditional, hopefully, right? <laughs> in your body. Like, so I will lay in bed uh, in the morning for five to 10 minutes and think about, you know, either a situation or a person, uh, someone close to me, a pet, some somebody or something that I just have an affinity for that morning, like, and just uh, begin the day with just positive emotions. I and think, so I think ahead. that's something that a lot of people don't, don't take it into consideration how much it affects you. People forget that thankfulness and gratitude for what you have can literally change the entire course of your day which then changes how you look at everything that happens in that day. And it can snowball. I, I heard a quote years ago when I was in the Academy and it has stuck with me ever since. If you want more of what you have, you won't always have to have what you want. And the longer that I've thought about that and the longer that my life has gone on, the more I, I, it's totally true. Like if you just look around at everything that you have, things that you've worked for, things that you've been given, you realize how much grace each and every one of you has gotten in your lives. There's no reason why you should wake up no matter what you're going through and be so unbelievably distraught that you can't 
look at life and the rest of the day that happens. And I know that that's not easy at all, but I, I don't think people, I think people take for granted thankfulness because that's, what, that's really why it's a practice that it because works. you literally have to, it's like a muscle. You got to work on doing that. And like, true. I like how you just said, just kind of whatever pops into your head in the morning, that's what you'll focus on. That's probably a good way to go because it's uh, your, yeah. your subliminal or your subconscious, you know, bringing something up that, you're thinking about apparently. So you might as well, you know, start the day with that and focus on that for a little bit instead of waking up and being like, fuck my life. I have to go to work. Cause that's what right, I do. Right. No. <laughs> yeah, well, I, yeah, I used to get up and like watch people get like stabbed on Twitter, but like I had to, Ooh, like, I had to stop doing it. Because, that's a good like, way really, to wake up too. It's, it's just a, it's a, I mean, if, if, if you, if, if that's what you get off on, you know, Joe, <laughs> that's all good. But like, uh, Every that's what puts you in a chirpy mood in the morning. If you spring out of bed to bloodshed on the, in the streets of, uh, some new city. Oh, inst instant um, boner. I'm, yeah. I love it. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> it. It's not morning wood. It's just how he wakes up excited about violence. Yeah. Our I'm sex like, life yes. is interesting. <laughs> I, like, I babe, do that, but it's with watching it's with watching the videos of Apache helicopters blow people up. I'm like, babe, I just saw this beheading video. Get over here. I'm going to do you so nasty. <laughs> oh, my God. Sorry. Well, uh, Another yeah, tangent. So anyway, about about, about gratitude. <laughs> Let's bring it back to gratitude, whatever, guys. Whatever you can be grateful for, is, <laughs> it's, it's a gift, you know. But, yeah, I think, like, putting, putting ourselves at the cause – uh, instead of the effect that was that's my big takeaway from last yeah. year right because i would like wake up and immediately just like sink into and it is it like yep. that that does snowball if it's positive or negative doesn't matter whichever way yes. you know whichever whichever way you started out that's uh how it's going to probably continue to go uh and um it's your birthright to feel good in your body no matter what is happening we're allowed to feel good like you can throw me in the train or whatever, and I'm going to be fucking cracking jokes the whole way. It's not going to, absolutely. you know, it's not going to change the way that, you know, that's, that's all right. Like we're sovereign beings regardless. I mean, you could pretend we're not, you could treat people in weird ways and do make them do stuff, but like, it doesn't, it never, it never, it, it's never going to, it's never going to matter. It's a, it. So I, I think it's really important. I want people to feel good in their body. And it, you know, it's like, for me, I have to kind of watch what I consume, you know, cause I just got into that like headspace for so long where I was like, just in a lot of negative uh, thinking and victimhood. Everybody's different. Some people want to see blood immediately when they get out of bed in the morning. Other people, you know, it's uh, like, I just, I, I start out with like Froyo and sprinkles, you know? So <laughs> yeah. it's, it's it's the same but different and uh and so that's the big practice that i recommend to people just however you can get into a positive mood as soon as you possibly can in the day whatever that takes gratitude is amazing a lot of people have take gratitude journals but they forget to feel the gratitude yes. whatever you have to do to feel like neville goddard says the feeling is the secret if you never take anything else from neville goddard's work that is such a powerful statement especially when it comes to uh, the law of attraction and manifestation, but feeling good in your body, like, a little. It, it is, it is magnetic. Like it, it makes people endeared to you, you know? So yeah. there is something to that. And when we cultivate those feelings that we want from the world in our own body, we start to like generate that. And it does make life easier. It makes life better. Even from just a practical uh, standpoint, if I'm in a good optimistic mood, then I'm going to notice an opportunity. If I'm 
pissed off at the world, I'm not even going to look up. Yeah. So just, just from a practical perspective, but like getting into like the whole vibration stuff and like, you know, Neville Goddard, like the feeling being the secret, <clears throat> that is what visualization is based on. Like you don't, you don't visualize to see something and then you get that. That's not how it works. You visualize no. to create the feeling in your body so that that's broadcast, you know? So the way that the universe communicates is not really through image or, um, uh, through language, uh, you know, but through feeling like, yeah. So, and there is, there is uh, definitely something to yeah. that. I always used to think it was the hokiest shit when the people talk about manifestation and they're like, you just have to imagine it and then it'll, you know, have a fucking million dollars. I'm like, if that worked, everybody would be a millionaire because everybody wants that. But, but if it's you more think a, about it, yeah, but if you're thinking about it, then you're going to be right. thinking about more, how can I get there? And then what are the next steps? And like you said, you'll notice opportunities more. You'll be paying attention yeah. to things like that well, to help you get to that place. Well, I heard a guy the other day, I can't remember what show it was on, but he was talking about uh, being a millionaire is the easiest shit in the world because if that's your focus, that's the one thing you want to do is make a million dollars, you will. It's no problem. You, you'll sacrifice a lot of other shit along the way like time with your family or, you know, yeah. you might live in utter poverty for 10 years until you make that million dollars, but you can do it. But most people aren't willing to, you know, well, put the sacrifices in to, to get yeah. that. The imagining thing in that, uh, uh, what's it called? The, uh, abandonment book. Um, they, they talk about, and I remember the same idea, uh, through uh, sales training is if you end up getting up every day and, you make your bed start always start with making your bed i think there was an admiral that's that a jordan peterson thing because too. if nothing else is accomplished the rest I of your day the last thing that you'll do is come home to a made bed and um it, it, it snowballs because then that one small thing will do the next thing well in, in sales they they talk about like how you dress a lot of time influences how you uh deliver your sales pitch and so like if you put on a suit and you do your hair nice and and you make yourself appear as somebody who knows what they're talking about, you will inevitably come across your delivery like that because you're promoting that image. And then what that does is that gives you outcomes. And so uh, they, they would always say like with that idea, hang around people going back to the socio sociological things of, of kind of being trained to do certain things. When you start hanging out with successful people, you start hanging out with people on podcasts that think the same way with you pretty soon, you will start to deliver in your life those things. So going to what Joe was talking about with the manifestation and the imagination thing, I can, I can completely see that. Um, uh, in that book, they were talking about, I want you with zero limitations to imagine your dream house. I want you to start at the front door and then I want you to open that door and I want you to walk in. What's the first thing you see? And pretty soon by the end of that chapter, you have placed nightstands and tables and all of this stuff made out of specific materials. You really garner this image and then it was like, imagine yourself actually living there. What are the feelings that you would feel if you finally got into that dream house? Now go with those feelings into the rest of your day be looking for opportunities to make that feeling be an actual delivery in your life of things that come your way. And you will inevitably start to do that exact thing. 
And it's it's extremely difficult because it just like diet or just like working out, it takes one thing when you're first starting these kind of ideas to get completely derailed and you go, ah, oh, fuck it. And you crawl back in your hole. I'll try again tomorrow. And uh, it, it it takes a lot of practice. Like Joe said, it's like muscle memory. You have to get into a position where things bounce off of you and you go, I don't give a shit. I'm going to stay positive. I'm going to be thankful. And I'm, I'm I'm headed in a direction without, you know, like he said, without sacrificing a bunch of shit in the process yeah yeah absolutely um and and to that point like reaction is creation in each one of those moments that's where we have the opportunity uh, are we going to like surrender or are we going to just be like all right cool this fucking sucks we, you're allowed to acknowledge <laughs> that by the way like toxic positivity is not not cool uh, right they call it spiritual bypassing but just being like okay this is tough this is this is definitely not what i wanted or thought would happen <laughs> it's um, like that it's like point. that meme of somebody in hell and everything's burning and they're like this is fine, <laughs> this is fine. everything's yeah. fine it's fine hey what's up satan how's it going <laughs> but looking yeah, the idea of like non-linear causality too uh is to your point about like putting on that suit like uh, and then talking to, and being around those people. There's also the the law of five or the rule of five, the five people you're around the most, you take on their traits. So you'll have sure. the same income level, et cetera. But, um, but the nonlinear causality aspect of that is something that I think is really uh, something worth keying on, right? Like, so as an example, um, if I tripped over this rug and fell, you know, what would be the cause of that? Well, it could have been that uh, the rug was in the wrong place or there was a wrinkle in it or my foot gave out or, uh, or you were shitty drunk or yeah, yeah, somebody (laughs) decorated my house wrong. So there's like, there's no one cause for that. So for every cause that we create for every action or decision that we make in the world, there's going to be nonlinear, you know, effects from that that aren't just like an immediate thing. So putting that suit on, you know, and, you know, doing your hair nice, you know, good for you. Lucky, uh, with 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 your fancy (laughs) hair, you know, but, um, But all that stuff, you know, that, that all adds up in, in, in these small ways to a completely different result than it had you right. wore different clothes. And you can't say that it's just the clothes. It's all these other elements as well. Well, I think, right. Things. Yeah. Cause the clothes would be like a byproduct of your mental state to begin with, because you would Absolutely. be thinking about it and doing your clothes that right. way with the anticipation that it was going to help you. So your mental state's already better instead of just going right. to work like I do, uh, looking like dog shit every day. And that high energy that people can bring to work is so, um, like magnetic as well when people walk in and they just but it attracts people to them like they want to listen to them they want to hear them talk when people walk in with an awesome attitude and they're super positive and not in a cheesy fake way it's almost like it's no it's almost you can tell when it's fake but when it's a genuine positivity that is so magnetic to coworkers that are like you said toxic positivity where it's fucking annoying like even if i'm in a good mood they piss me off because i'm like dude it's not that great of a day okay like it's hot as shit and (laughs) we're busy and stop being so when you can tell that there's something strange going on with us as far as hokey weird vibrations around us when we can pretty much tell um subtly when someone's being fake positive even if it appears that they're being genuine we won't be as drawn to it as when Mm. they're I mean, I guess if you pay attention to it, but do you do do any uh, like dream work or anything? Because that's something I'm always super interested in, but I just don't have the uh, discipline to do a dream journal. But I heard that's an important thing. But do you do you fuck around with that at all? Do you take dreams into account or Uh, do you uh, remember your dreams? 
Well, uh, not all the time, but sometimes you wake up from a dream and you're like, you just have that feeling. Like you'll get a flashback during the day too, where you're like, oh yeah, I had this weird fucking dream and kind of remember like a scenario you were in, but not remember super details. And then there's other times you wake up and I could tell you every fucking detail and it was weird as shit. Like there was a snake and a dog and (laughs) it ate the the dog and you know, just weird, whatever you're dreaming about, but. Yeah, but yeah. Joe, Joe, with that, the one thing that I've never been able to get over is even when I wake up and can't remember a dream for shit, what I can't ever escape is the feeling right. that that dream created. It, it, it's negative or positive. It's scary. It's hyperventilating or it's it's crying or whatever. And you wake up and you go, well, I really wish I remembered what it was that made me cry and kind of want to hide under the covers, but I can't. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, and to answer your question, yeah, I do, uh, some dream work. I'm not an expert. I have a friend who is, um, and I have, I have like a lot of really amazing people that uh, are part of my network. Um, so, you know, uh, dreaming is an interesting topic. Uh, Castaneda is kind of the, the foremost expert on that. There was a lot of Russian stuff that I read called the dream searchers. And they basically, they basically based a lot of their stuff on Castaneda. There was some other uh, tools as well. One thing you might try uh, if uh, if it's easier uh, than than writing down your dreams, because like a lot of times you wake up out of that kind of state and you can't even read your own writing afterward. But um, if you can start to journal down or map out, even if it's chicken scratchy or or bad bad looking, uh, a map of the places that you go when you dream, that can help you to be more. Uh, realize that you're dreaming in the dream instead of putting it in words actually drawing a picture of whatever you were dreaming i have a whole note section in my phone that's just dedicated to dreams that i long ones in there i do (laughs) i'm very descriptive i remember all my dreams and they're very specific but um i have the same thing where i couldn't write them down or um i make the mistake of thinking i'll remember it because it was so vivid and so strong and then i go back to sleep and the more I try to remember it, I'm like watching it slip away as I try to remember it. So super important to, the more you, do you know focus, what I'm talking about? The you, yeah. The more you focus on it, the more you're like, it's oh, the God worst it. feeling. I'm like, wait, but it's right there. No, 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 no. So you have to write it down immediately and don't even think that you're strong enough to fucking remember it, people, because you will not. So <laughs> it sucks. I can't I can't. Yeah, I, I can totally relate to that on, on a joke writing front too. You know, I'll be like, "Oh, that's hilarious! I'll definitely remember oh, that yeah. one." <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like, "What was that? What was it about?" And you go back and try to think of the things you were thinking of at the time, and ah, <laughs> uh, that's the worst. What I'm I, so what sorry. What I hate is when I can remember it, but I don't know how to describe it, which is it's very frustrating for me because I'm usually very descriptive. I'm very good at that, um, but I'll, I'll, I'll. It's like it's like getting really hammered. Um, where you wake Kinda. up the next day and you have all these yeah. pieces of the puzzle and they, <laughs> you know that they're all in the same segment of time, but you can't really remember the segues between the events. And so you're like, um, yeah, I was here. And then randomly I was just in this other place and you were there, but you didn't look like you, but I right. knew you were you. And it's like all that you can, you can remember them, but you don't know how they transitioned whatsoever. So you should re- you should write it down that exact way. So that is exactly almost word for word, like how I write mine down. I'll be like, all okay. of a sudden, some random dude was there. I don't know who he was. Like I write my dreams <laughs> down that way because I think I've gone back later and been like, oh, I remembered something else. So it might oh, okay. it might jog your memory to do that. I don't know. Just a suggestion. 
It might if I ever remembered my <laughs> dreams or dreamed for that matter. Oh, it's okay, a very well. rare special occasion when I dream. And when I do, I'm usually like, that was weird. Man, I feel like I go to a different dimension every night. That's what I think dreams you are. Do. But I'm a crazy That's person. What happens? Oh, yeah. yeah well, according to, according to Vadim's model, you know, you're and, oh. and actually uh, several other models. Uh, there's, a, there's a short book, too. Uh, but basically, yeah, your <clears throat> your soul flies out of your body every night, and when you when you dream and you go and explore like the, the infinite mental Hell space, yeah, kind of the idea. It's kind of like an astral projection or that's something so like cool. that. So, so, do you think that's well, an I'm a badass actually? A dimension Sorry, that actually yeah, exists <laughs> that you're in at that time, or is it just a, like a the astral plane? Is it, from what I understand, is kind of more of a a construct of anything that can be. So it's just your your brain, your soul, whatever, like just experiencing whatever it wants to experience or is exactly it actually exactly that? Yes. So is it's a choice it going out and being like, I want to have a fucking crazy experience. I want to, you know, like run from a criminal. I want to shoot somebody. Yeah. Your soul's a kinky motherfucker <laughs> and it runs out into this space of alternative, every piece of information existence every night and just has, uh, runs amok and just has a field day just doing whatever. I'll run so, the fuck out of a muck. I want to know what, why we forget what I want to, I want to know why we forget the beginning of how it starts, how a dream starts, yes. you know, like I want to know what happens right before, like, is it a choice? Like, does my soul say, Hmm, what do I want to do today? This click or do I get sucked into something else? And I'm like, okay, shit, I'm here now. I guess I'm doing it. Right, well, that was like a, sin theory. Does your does your soul have like a list of things and it pushes a button and says, I kind of want to do this shit tonight? Or is it just sitting on a park bench somewhere in the ether going, well, let's make some shit up. Yeah. Well, that's why yeah. that's why it's hard to figure out if dreams mean anything, because, you, you know, you think about precognitive dreams or uh, dreams that come true. I've had those and. That was more like, I don't know if I've mentioned it on the show, but I had a dream about how to do a level in Mario when I was like 10 or 12. Like We've mentioned I, it, yes. It, yeah, and it worked, and I was like tripped out by it because I'm like, I dreamed how to fix this problem on this level, and then it fucking worked. So my brain was just, yeah. or my soul, whatever, it was figuring some shit out. But what Your do you soul was like, I'm going to go into some kid's body who's better at this video game. Yeah, how do you think that <laughs> tries into like precogs type stuff? Because if it's your soul just like heading out to have a jolly good time while you're asleep... Is it figuring shit out at the same time that it can bring back into this dimension? Before you answer that, to his support, when he woke up, he woke up at like 5.15 that morning. He was like 12 <laughs> years old. And he woke my ass up and he was like, like I'm on the top bunk. And he like, over the top bunk was like, dude, I think I know how to do that level. And we <laughs> immediately went, went out to the living room and he turned it on. He was like... It was like he, at 12 years old, he just snorted a line. Like he was sitting there and he was like, <laughs> well, and typically and our worked. mom wouldn't let us just turn on video games early in the morning, but right. I was probably more like, hang on, mom, I got shit to do. Like, like I can't, on. I can't, I can't let this leave. Like I figured something out. I will deal with my punishment later, but I have to do this. And it was funny because when he told me about it, I'm like, okay, bud, it's 5.15 in the morning. I'm eight. I don't care. We'll play this later. But I was like, all right, I'll go see. No, I had and to so do we it. Went, we, we went out there and when he showed me and it worked. I was like, you dreamed this? And he's like, yeah. And I honestly didn't think it was going to work. I'm all. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, go ahead and answer. Let, yeah, I was no, going to say. Badass. I think so. Uh, to answer your question, yes, I do think so. I think that uh, there's a lot of things that we're compressing and processing and, you know, things like that. You know, uh, I think that dreams can speak to us. Uh, I think it's 
the trans serving book says not to interpret dreams. Uh, but I don't know that I necessarily agree with that. It depends on the person, you know, he also says that we can like in lucid dreams. So he talks a lot about lucid dreams actually in practicing intention. So if you've ever become aware of the fact that you're dreaming mm -hmm. while you're dreaming, um, it's pretty fucking awesome. Uh, yeah, it is. I would love to do that. I've never on been purpose. able to hold on to it. It's, it, it does slip away. You get all excited and then you wake up. Yeah. I've done that a bunch. Um, but, <laughs> That's but that, another thing that Joe did. He remembered the next day, uh, probably all around the same age. I think he was doing stuff that nobody knew about. Um, he woke up the next day and said that he, <laughs> that he had, a, had a dream that he was in church and he realized he was dreaming. And so just to see what would happen, he like stood up in the middle of church and like ran up on stage and started jumping around the pews and stuff. And then he said <laughs> that uh, that lasted, you know, in, in the dream, maybe about five minutes. And then he woke up. And I'm like, he got I've too excited. He was like, "Ah, oh, this is great. <laughs> I love that, dude. You're such a punk rocker, man. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so horrible at lucid dreaming that when I've realized that I'm lucid dreaming, I'm like, oh, cool. I want to fly. And then my brain keeps me asleep, but is also like, you can't fucking fly. And I can't. <laughs> and sometimes, I know, and I, no, no, no. Yeah, that, that that's was, totally no, that happened to me. Your souls all know. Yeah, but I'm still sleeping. I don't wake up. I'm just like, God damn it! But I'm awake. Ugh. It's the worst. It's the no, most negative like tests. Like my friend Abby will tell me, like she's much better at dreaming than I am. But you know, you should be able to stick your hand through a wall. You know, mm -hmm. and yeah. sometimes she'll be dreaming. She's like, I, I'm dreaming. I know I'm dreaming. And then she'll go to stick her hand through a wall, and she can't do it. You know, she's like, yeah. what the fuck, you know, like I, I'm in a dream. I'm lucid. I should be able to do it. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, there's definitely a lot of mis mystery to it. Uh, but precog, man, I have a friend who has snow dreams right before people die. That's interesting. That's heavy. Yeah. But, you know, there are other things, too. There's 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 a lot of magic in dreams for sure. And being something's happening there. We should, I think, try to be more aware of it um i think that sometimes i don't think that every dream like necessarily means something but i do think that sometimes our body or even our subconscious uh they're kind of i don't know they're kind of linked in a lot of ways um there it could be trying to tell us something right yeah um, in, uh in ben's case i think what his dreams are telling him are to get more sleep <laughs> and I would concur because I'm highly, highly insomniatic. And uh, unless yeah. it's during the day, you don't have a problem taking a fucking nap during the day, but you can't no, go to sleep at I'm midnight. I'm not going to sleep the night before, and I usually power through, and then still nine o'clock runs around, and I'm like, hey. <laughs> that, I do the same thing, though, too. And I'm not even like that, but I, I'll catch that second wind, you know? And. I'll be fucking tired all day, and then it's ten o'clock at night, and I'm like, ding dong, ding dong dong, yay, I'm awake. Well, yeah, and, and then and my not be able to go to sleep. It's very different the mental versus the physical because, like, uh, you know, a year and a half ago, uh, when Katie first left on her first deployment, I for three weeks would get three to four hours of sleep a night because I it was just I was it was impossible for me to, to go to bed. I I would be extremely tired all day from only getting three or four hours of sleep and I'd hammer through it and then come about 10 o'clock at night I would be exhausted I'd lay down to go to bed and my mind was like nope <laughs> is one of those where you like lay down you close your eyes and then immediately the alarm clock goes off yeah well no it was like no it was it was like I would go to bed and I would try uh 
you know, like calming music, Marconi Union, Liquid Mind, things of that nature. I'd put those on. Um, I would uh, make sure that I had eaten enough. I would I would try valerian root, melatonin, all of these different things. Um, and it, it just didn't work. And so I would sit there and I started realizing um, through this last year and going to therapy and a couple other things that it's like, yeah, what your brain needs to do is from about nine o'clock until you fall asleep, you need to start running through all the things that keep you awake until your mind is satisfied with figuring it out the way it needs to so that you can go to bed. You got that from mom. And it does help. She, she tries to solve the world's problems at night and she can't sleep because of it. You definitely got that from her. And not maybe solving the world's problem. It's not problems, even the world's but, problem. This yeah. is mine. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, man. That's when it kicks into high gear late at night. Yeah. You end up, when, when you get that second wind, but you know you're tired, it's, it's this awful revolving door mm. because the overtiredness is making you not think correctly. And because you're not thinking correctly, you can't sleep. And then you get more tired. And it just, this it's fucking awful. So I, I don't have a, a problem. Is what I, I, don't, I don't really have a problem going to sleep most of the time. What I have a problem with is waking up in the middle of the night and then staying asleep. Because you, have, you, oh. have you ever had that thing where you wake up and you're, uh, you go pee or do whatever and you lay back down and then you're like half asleep for literally the rest of the night? Yep. And it's, it's that you know you're kind of half asleep and you're like half dreaming some weird shit, but you still know you're yep. in bed and you can't get comfortable. And it's like, just fuck just daylight. Just let me go to work <laughs> or something. Like I'm so fucking tired of doing this, but that only happens once o'clock. in a while. <laughs> yeah. We have a rooster and oh, our, yeah, our rooster just became a rooster. It was a, it was a chick and now it's a rooster. So we, we know that because name. it crows. Yeah. We thought it was a girl. I actually, pretended it was a girl i was one of those parents who wanted my child to be a girl no matter what and i was just like this is a girl we're naming you gretchen and it was like like at five o'clock in the morning it's it's awful it's so bad it's on the other side of our house and this morning for the first time i got up at five and it like just just to pee go back to bed because we power through water like all night. Like we drink these stupid sparkling waters like nonstop. So we get up and pee like old people like four times a night. It's really bad. Yeah. yeah. So so I laid down and I was like, oh, it's okay if I hear the rooster sometimes. No big deal. It was so loud. It was like it was right next to my head. And it was across the yard on the other side of the house. And I just didn't sleep from 5.08 a.m. until 6.45 a.m. And I'm I like, that the other day. I wish I could Fuck. sleep right now. I, I, I got up and was like, he's about to become a fucking sandwich. Because no, I'm we are, we're not going to kill him. We just have to last, figure something else out. Last night, I went over to their house for a barbecue. And he was talking about this chicken. He goes, uh, yeah, so next barbecue, you might just come into a uh, very very fresh beer butt smoked chicken <laughs> yeah and i was like i've never woken up to him actually ironically ben in my head i was like i've never heard that rooster joe's exaggerating <laughs> we're That's never we're never morning. gonna kill that rooster <laughs> and then this morning i was like we might kill that rooster all right well, <laughs> we'll figure it out i might not even eat it i might just Chuck no. it over the fence or something. We're not really doing that. We're it. not really doing that. We love our rooster. We're not going to hurt him. Uh, it's not worth, like, his stupid ass is not worth picking all the feathers off. Like, I'll just snap his neck and toss him. Stop it. No. No. That's not Joe, real. That's not real. Joe, I, I have a really easy way to do this. You get two wheels that are rubber inside of a burn barrel, and you can just, like, hand crank it. And then what you do no. is after you chop off the head, you no. put it down, and the feathers 
actually pull the chicken apart and tear Dude, up all the Dude, Ben, stop. You're oh talking my about my rooster. That's so gross. We're not killing my rooster. <laughs> I and love him. He's just loud. What was your rooster's name? Well, it Gretchen? was Gretchen, but we yeah, renamed it. Fluid rooster. We, yeah, we exactly. renamed it Walter. So we have to, we named them old people names. So Cause they're fucking we chicken. named our one hen Esther and the other one was Gretchen. And then when we found out it was male, we were like, all right, he can be Walter. But we went through lots of old man names before we chose Walter. So it's Walter and Esther are our chickens. The only people I know that would actually like take time to think about. What they it was my, I was like, they have animals. to be old people. names. Well, as Esther we uh, Esther May and Walter Dean. Yeah. Oh, there you go. I didn't even think of middle names. Oh, yeah. we could, Oh, yeah. We could, that's super old person need to do. The <laughs> anyway, name. sorry. We got off on a really big tangent. But yeah. Before we before we wrap up, though, do you want to. Uh, Anything else you want to cover? You want to uh, plug your shit again? Like, fuck it. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not going to be that guy. I'm, I do, I'm doing other stuff. I've got, uh, I'm going to be talking at the Midwest Peace and Liberty Festival in Michigan. Oh, cool. And Where in Michigan? It's near Flint. Oh, cool. Um, I don't know what city actually it is, um, but I'm going to do some like, like, I don't know. I'm going to do like a, it's not going to be like just stand up comedy. I don't want to like just do fart jokes you know what i mean i got <laughs> well, why not sure but uh, right so I, really I get it though with people i think it's, i, I want to have like a cool performance there and then i'll probably do uh like comedy karaoke the second night or something fun oh hell yeah. yeah that's awesome like, party it up a little bit with the people there uh that's the first weekend or second weekend on august so it's like august 12th or 11th or something like that nice and then uh i'm doing the magic on the mountain with the grime america guys with uh, joe roop and brandon powell in arizona in february of next year so those are like live things that i'm gonna nice. be uh, doing and so those two things are gonna be a lot of fun i'm really excited uh i'm gonna be talking to grime america guys here and I think a few days nice. uh, as well as Joe Roop. But I mean, it's going to, that's, I'm really excited about that. So that's like some live stuff. I'd love to plug that. Um, if you guys want to come hang out with some cool people, uh, open-minded folks come to either the Midwest peace and Liberty festival in August or come to, and come to <laughs> the thing in Arizona. That's going to be a yeah. lot of fun. Magic on the mountain. Is that what it's called? Magic on the mountain. Yeah, it's one what of is it? America's retreats. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, we love we uh, I Grime Erica yeah, scheduled back cool. again, and Joe Roop. I think I, oh, I have to look at the schedule, but I think I scheduled Joe Roop in too. Nice. We tried to get him on a couple weeks ago, but he had he had some stuff going on. But yeah, I we love the well, Grime Erica guys. Yeah, he moved out to Arizona, I think. Uh, so he's you know, he's I think he was there. moving the weekend that he was supposed to come on our show. Yeah, it was he was like, like moving that weekend, and he's like, I'm moving. Yeah. Can we do it tomorrow? And we were like, Take some time, dude. It's okay. It's awesome, though. The uh, Union great, of the Unwanted yeah. really opened up a lot of cool people to talk to, so it's awesome. Yeah. yeah. All right, man. Well, thanks for coming on. Right we appreciate on. it. Yeah. You yeah, uh, killed you so it. Much. I love your uh, take on life and everything else. It's great. It's a uh, nice... It's actually nice right up our alley. We talk about this stuff all the time. Like, this isn't weird. You were like, oh, this stuff's pretty out there. And I was like, oh, you no, must not favorite. know about our show. Like, this is yeah, like what yeah. we talk <laughs> about. <laughs> Yeah, I have to study up on the Ascension Glossary. I, I, I definitely am not an expert on that, but it's interesting. Just Google Ascension Glossary. I did. I already bookmarked it. I'm going to look it up. I'm, that's yeah, so well, cool. I, I appreciate the positive outlook on things that we generally talk about. It's very easy to, to get negative and turn dark, and I really appreciated uh, your, the more positivity uh, as a guest. Um, and thanks for coming on, man. 
Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, Joe and Jen. Y'all yeah. are great. Uh, yeah, we should definitely do this again. I'll happily uh, have you guys on and uh, on come talk to me on my podcast. This like whole, you know, group is really cool and empowering and uh yeah i'm happy to uh happy to be affiliated with y'all thank you yeah. Yeah. I don't know if i can do anything for you i'm around you know <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Right no, we'll have you back so on much. for sure man uh sorry about the live stream anybody who tried to tune in we suck and i don't know what the fuck to do but uh <laughs> there's always the audio so fucking enjoy mm. we'll see you next time all right ta-ta